Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. I hope you are doing well. Good to have you here on this Tuesday. Listen up. The Kings tonight with the uh, Phoenix Suns and Ryan will have the pregame show coming your way at 630 and then halftime with Jerry Reynolds and the uh, postgame show. Kings are limping in towards the all-star break. They have now lost three of four. And again, on the road tonight and then a back-to-back tomorrow in Denver. And with this being a late start time, uh, I mean, and, and I say that with, you know, Phoenix and it being a, you know, eight o'clock start, uh, the Kings will not get to their hotel in Denver until after three in the morning. So it, it is not going to be an easy back-to-back. And, you know, I've talked about this and so have many of my listeners. As goes De'Aaron Fox, goes the uh, Sacramento Kings. So, you know, if the Kings are going to beat the Phoenix Suns, De'Aaron Fox needs to play well, plain and simple. And, you know, the Kings could find themselves in eighth place going into the All-Star break. You know, I know Denver got some injuries last night as they got clobbered against Milwaukee, but uh, I I don't see Sacramento winning tomorrow night uh, against the Denver Nuggets. I just don't. So, Tonight's game, I think, is huge. You know, Phoenix is ahead of them in the standings, and this is a big game tonight. Make no mistake about it. This is a big game. Phoenix has been playing much better. Uh, They are coming off a loss, but they are playing much better. Of course, the last time they played was a short period of time ago where the Kings had a 22-point lead with other nine minutes left, and somehow, someway, they lost that game. So I I don't know what to expect tonight. I don't know what Sacramento Kings team is going to show up, uh, I don't know. Uh, I just don't know. I know Simonis is going to play well because he's the one guy that every single night is Mr. Consistent. But I don't know uh, who else is going to show up. All right. I want to get to the Super Bowl. And I talked about this a day ago with Sean Salisbury over on my YouTube channel, if you don't like that. Stop talking about overtime. All right. Overtime had nothing to do with the 49ers losing a game. All right. It didn't matter whether they deferred. Didn't matter. They lost the game. Uh, before that, okay? A couple of key things. First of all, they lost the game because they misplayed a punt. And on the next play, Kansas City scored the uh, touchdown. They also lost the game because Moody missed the extra point, which changed the entire dynamic. And then the third thing, losing Dre Greenlaw was a huge loss for the 49ers defense. But everybody keeps on talking about overtime. You know, it didn't matter that some of the 49er players did not know the rules of overtime. It did not change how they were going to play the game. And, of course, most of them saw it, as Eric Armstead said, on the uh, Jumbotron. But it didn't change the way they played in overtime. So whether they knew the rules or didn't know the rules had no bearing on what happened in overtime. OK, uh, as far as, you know, not deferring, you could make an argument you should have deferred, but it didn't change the game. All right. The 49ers got the ball. They went down the field, and uh, what would have been a touchdown, they couldn't block Chris Jones. They didn't even attempt to block him. So, you know, again, don't make too much out of the overtime. That's that, that had no bearing on why the 49ers lost. They lost because 
They couldn't field the punt, and they missed an extra point. So that's how I say it. Yeah, they, they outplayed Kansas City. Uh, once again, they should have won the Super Bowl, and they didn't. And they got no one to blame but themselves. Okay? They got no one to blame but themselves. Plain and simple. The game is right there, and they didn't get it done. Kind of similar to what happened a couple of years ago when they played Kansas City in the Super Bowl down in South Florida. All right, who wants to talk today? Who wants to be my leadoff person? We'll get you right on, and we will uh, talk about this. Because I would love for you uh, to give me your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs beating the 49ers. So close. I mean, you can't get any closer than the 49ers got on Sunday to winning a Super Bowl and then losing. You just can't. You just can't. All right, let's get to Waggus. Waggus, you'll be my leadoff man. How are you, sir? Well, Grant, I'm doing as best as I can. I I think that you got to understand, from my point of view, this is the third Super Bowl that I've seen my team lose, you know, since I've been, and I always felt like we were a play away from winning, right? Um, yep. You know, I, I, I really don't see any difference. I mean, Brock pretty played well. I'm going to give him his props. I, I think he held his composure the best he could. Yep. Um, and, and and I don't see any Agreed. difference between him and Garoppolo. I really don't. Um, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they pretty much played the same. So I guess my question is, all Shanahan has done in the last three to four years, even including this year, is mess around with a QB position, whether it's giving up draft picks, trying to get somebody else in, trying to get mobile. How I mean, when... That's not why you lost no, no, the game, I, Waggus. That's not you didn't lose the game because of Brock Purdy. No, 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 no. I, I, I know that. Okay, okay. Let me rephrase it. That's not why we lost the game. I'm actually giving him props, right? Because okay, yep, yeah, he actually played well. And what I'm saying is, there's no difference between him and Garoppolo. I mean, um, it, it, as a matter of fact, if Moody hits that extra point, it, they would score 20 points <laughs> in both. Yep. both. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that. And this is a broader question. When are we going to start holding Kyle Shanahan, the the offensive guru, um, you know, um, accountable? Because that entire game, you know, our offense was clearly playing a lot better than the Chiefs. And I just felt like he was not playing to win. He was just trying to run out the clock. That's what it felt like. So that that's what I wanted to kind of ask you. Um, yeah, I mean – I, I really do put it on him because I felt like our defense played phenomenal. Until until the final drive of regulation and the final drive of the football game. Okay, okay. So, so I knew you were going to say that, and you are correct, and that happens. But, Grant, I've been watching football not as long as, as you are, right? But one thing I've noticed, defenses can only give you so many good plays. I mean, at yep. some point... And Drake Greenlaw went out in the front. Yeah, I know it would have been nice to have him because I felt like he would have. But, you know, I'm just saying Patrick Mahomes was held to one one touchdown in regulation, right? And with the way how we were driving the ball up and down the field almost on every drive, I just – I mean, we should have had more than 19 points. Well, you know? McCaffrey fumbled on the opening drive. You yeah. would have had at least three points on that drive. So that's yep. a big play. The miss – the misplay on the punt obviously was a was a was a killer, yeah. and yeah. then the and the extra point, right? So how how do you blame Kyle Shanahan for that? Grant, it, it just didn't seem like there was any killer instinct to 
okay. Uh, I mean, I, it, it just didn't seem like he was trying to go deep in the playbook and trying to just knock him out. It just felt like he was playing conservative. Well, I'll tell you one thing that Kansas City did, which I thought was incredible. First of all, their defense throughout the playoffs, beginning in the uh, the first game where they held Miami to seven points, and then what they did at Buffalo, and then they completely shut down Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So their defense was playing at a very, very high level. And during the game on Sunday, think about this. Their defense completely, completely took Debo Samuel and George Kill out of the game. Samuel and Kittle did nothing in the game, particularly Kittle. So I'd like to give a little bit of a prop to the Kansas City defense as well. No, I mean, I get it. I mean, I just – I'm just looking at the offensive guru that we have, the um, the play caller, right? Um, at some point, you know, what I'm saying is as a fan or in general, this is like the third time this has happened to him. At some point, when do they start holding him accountable? You Because he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that, that can get it done in big games. Well, you know, again, I, mean, I can't really fault yeah. Kyle, Hanna, Kyle Shanahan for losing a game on Sunday. All right, so let's say you want to go in a different direction. Who are you gonna, who, Who's going to be your coach? Bill Belichick. All right, then go out and fire – Fire uh, Kyle Shanahan and hire Bill Belichick. Then, if that's if you think that's the difference, then then go for it. But I don't Absolutely. think the 49ers, I don't I don't think the 49ers lost the game on Sunday because of Kyle Shanahan. That's my opinion. Yeah, and I okay. I respect yeah. how you feel. Yeah. I, I I really do. And, and, and again, and maybe I'm a I, I can't okay, blame okay. I, I can't blame Kyle Shanahan because you know a ball hit the foot of a uh, a player on a punt return team that was recovered by Kansas City. And I can't blame Kyle Shanahan because Moody didn't get enough elevation on the ball that was blocked in the extra point. I mean, I, I can't blame the coach for those two things. I just can't. Okay. And those okay. two plays cost the 49ers the game. Okay, I'm looking at it from a broader point of view these last okay. four years, right? Okay, so just, yep. just please hear me out. Okay. There's no difference between Garoppolo and Purdy. They're pretty much the exact same quarterback. Yeah, Purdy's a little bit more efficient. I'll give him that. But, you know, um, Garoppolo didn't have uh, – uh, Christian McCaffrey in the backfield in 2019. So what about those picks that he decimated, those bad decisions that he's made? And even this year, because Purdy was supposed to be his guy, he's, he's still trying to get a old Tom Brady out of retirement. It just seems like it's never good enough for him. Um, you know, so like when are we going to start holding him accountable for making bad decisions and giving up our future? I mean, giving up well, three first well, round well, picks. Well, well, well uh, who's to say that Kyle Shanahan did that, not John Lynch? I mean, does John Lynch not get it? If you're going to kill Shanahan, don't you kill John Lynch? He's the general manager. That's true. But one of the things that we've noticed with this tandem that we have is, you know, obviously Shanahan's the offensive guy and he wanted a mobile quarterback. I, I don't think John Lynch does that. Um, without, you know, him, you know, obviously he went, to, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just, obviously I'm not in the room, but why would John Lynch all of a sudden want to be like, let me trade my three first round picks because, you know, I, I want to get a mobile quarterback. He wouldn't do that if Shanahan didn't ask him to, or at least. I don't want a mobile it. quarterback. I, I don't want a mobile quarterback. I you know, agree. to me, Brock Purdy is plenty mobile. He made a lot of big plays in the playoffs with his feet. I mean, Brock oh, Purdy made some huge, right? yeah. so, uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't Personally, I don't want a you know mobile quarterback. All right, when's the last time a mobile quarterback won the Super Bowl? Well, Mahomes, I'm talking about, Mahomes is mobile when he. Well, I know, but 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 yeah. Mahomes Mahomes beats you throwing the ball. Yes, he does make some electrifying runs. He does. Yeah. But I mean, Brock Purdy made an amazing run 
uh, in both playoff games against Green Bay and against Detroit, which ended up winning the game. You know, I, I, so I, listen, I understand you're upset. You lost. I get that. And I understand that it's everyone is on the hot seat when you don't win. I'm, I'm okay. And I'm okay with you criticizing Kyle Shanahan, but on Sunday's game, I don't think the 49ers lost because of Kyle Shanahan. They lost because of some quirky bad luck. Listen, when you have an extra point that is missed, that's bad luck. When you have a ball, you know, on a punt where the player's trying to get out of the way, hit a player on the foot, that's bad luck. That's just bad luck. You know, there's no other way to say it. That's bad luck. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. It it, it just, um, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that at some point, you know, people want to see it get converted into a ring, right? When you when you have a great roster, I understand. And, I got uh, you. He, yeah, he hasn't been able to do it. Uh, but I want to ask you: Do you think our roster stays the same next year, or, or it's uh, no? There's going to be some changes. There will be yeah. some changes because of the uh, salary cap. So, yeah. I, no, I don't. I don't think it's going to stay the same. But I think the the nucleus will stay the same. I mean, I I do believe that. And and think about Dre Greenlaw. Think about the impact. Look at look at what Travis Kelsey did when Greenlaw was on the field oh, yeah. and when Greenlaw was not on the field, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Travis Kelsey, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's another thing I want to ask you. He he was so frustrated. Look at what he was doing to the coach, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So so that right there, I know it's a game of emotion. I um but do you think that's just, you know, water underneath the bridge or do you, or do you think that that was just unprofessional of him or just in the heat of the moment? I think it's I think it's I think it's unprofessional, uh but okay. it's water right. under the bridge. Okay. I mean, you know, even Andy Reid said so after the game. Yeah. Uh, maybe there could have been a different tune to that if the Chiefs had lost. That, that story, you know, to me, if Kansas City had lost the Super Bowl on Sunday, the Kelsey Reid incident would have been a much bigger story than it was. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, I again, I, I really want to give credit to the defense because, uh, first of all, Mahomes, I mean, I, I'm really, really putting him in the top two or three co- yep. great quarterbacks I've ever seen. But – that defense had him. I mean, that interception he threw was a horrible throw <laughs> by his standards. Horrible. And then, so, and then that was yeah. another huge play in the game. The fact yes. that the Niners had that field position and they need they need ten yards and they ended up losing yards on that drive. That was a gigantic failure by the 49ers offense right there. Gigantic. Yeah, and, and then and then on the last play, and that's another thing with us. It's like we always seem to get injured. Some player, key player, yep. gets injured. A kiddo goes out. I think on the last drive. And then we get, and we're at second and two, Grant. And then we end up getting a, end up getting a holding penalty, which turned yep. to second and twelve, then third and four, and then, and then don't even get me started about it because Jennings that would have been a touchdown, and of course somebody yep. didn't, you know. But yeah, the um, offensive line completely blew that assignment. No question about it. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, just one last thing: um, Do you um, when they didn't get it right at third and because they have the goal line? Do you think the right decision was made to kick a field goal? Absolutely. I do. Okay. Absolutely. Because, because you if you points. if you if you don't kick the field goal and you don't make the first down there, you give Patrick Mahomes, he needs with that kicker 50 yards. He needs yeah. 50 yards and the game is over. So I don't know about you, but I, I would say the odds of Patrick Mahomes there gaining 50 yards with him in that clutch situation. With the Niners' injuries on defense, I think they probably get 50 yards there rather easily. Yeah, and and last thing I want to say is now that you know Todd kind of calmed down a little bit. One thing I'll say is Andy Reid did not win his first Super Bowl 
I think it took him like 20 years or something, right? If I'm yep. not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, he had a lot of failures. So, so maybe we shouldn't give him. But it, 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 the only reason why it hurts so much, Grant, is because I really feel like we were clearly the better team in both of these Super Bowls. I agree. You were the better yeah. team. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any question that the 49ers on Sunday were the better team and they lost. Okay. All right. Well, Grant, thank you. Well, I guess thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You know, I, I understand, you know, that, that is a difficult loss to digest. No question about that. All right, who wants to be next? Raise your hand, and we will put you right on if you want to talk Kings, getting ready to take on the Suns, or anything else, we'll do it. Let's move along, and we say hello to Patrick. Hello, Patrick. How you doing, Grant? I'm good, Patrick. What's up? You know, I just also wanted to say I totally agree with you about the uh, the timeout situation. I think they're overblowing it too much. Um. I even think in the last drive in overtime, when Mahomes won the game, I think he also had trouble getting down the field. So, you know, he, he, it wasn't that easy for him, but he managed to pull it off. He had those two big runs, you know? Yep. And the fourth down, you know, the fourth down play, you know, where Mahomes ran and picked up the first down. I mean, if the Niners get a stop there, the game's over. You know, they win the game. So, oh, sure, you know, the, sure. The, the, Niner, the Niners defense had opportunities, and they didn't get the job done. Yeah, I mean, at the timeout thing is very debatable, but I mean, but but definitely there was other things that uh, caused the 49ers to lose that game. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't have a problem with the overtime. Everybody's making a big deal on the overtime. I, I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. I mean, what have I deferred? You know, there's a lot of things going on there. The 49ers had just been on the field a long time. They had, you know, three key players, you know, that were hurt that weren't able to go on the field right then. And so I'm, I'm okay. In retrospect, I'm okay with that. I, I really am. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, if I could change the topic for one minute, what'd you think about that uh, Nick game last night? About that, uh, that foul. I, I the, Knicks got, the, Knicks, the, the Knicks got screwed, you know, and even Ed Malloy, the crew chief said after the game, they got the call wrong. And I know the Knicks are protesting the game, but that's not going to, that's not going to mean anything, but you know, the Knicks, the yeah. Knicks, they got screwed on the call. I mean, the Rockets were the beneficiary of a gift. Uh, by the officials that that was the wrong call and even the crew chief after the game admitted after looking at the replay after the game that they got it wrong and i mean and the only other thing i would say it's a knicks win ever just definitely not just win that game because it just would have gone into overtime and uh yes you know it was a back and forth struggle so you know but but we definitely needed that game because of all the injuries we've been uh, taking on so yep the knicks really need the 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 knicks need the all-star break desperately i mean they really do they are they got so many injuries. I think they played very well with their injuries, but, you know, it, 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 that was yeah. a tough loss last night. That was a very tough loss. We definitely needed that. Um, one, one, one other thing I wanted to bring up quick was uh, I'm glad to watch that uh, special. Where, uh, you're looking live. Oh, it was great. That was one of the best 60 minutes of television that I've watched in a long, long, long time. Uh, I hey, thought get- it was very, very well done. I thought it was a great, great show. Yeah, I like I like the Jane Kennedy stuff. That was very good too. I wasn't expecting yeah. to hear much from her, but that I, was that was very good. You know, I wasn't either. You know, there were there were some things that I learned uh, in watching that that I I had forgotten. You know, about the fight in the bar with Jimmy the Greek and Brent. You know, I I didn't remember that. You know, obviously I remember Jimmy Greek and losing his job and why he lost the job, and that brought back some memories because I do remember that, but. I thought it was great. I mean, you know, when you think back, Brent Musburger, you know, he was the king of sportscasting for a long time during that era. And Brent did everything. 
and Brent was Mr. CBS. I mean, Brent Musburger oh, was sure. Mr. CBS. Hey, can I can I give you a sidebar quick? It's something I remembered from years ago. Yeah. When uh, Brent Musburger yep. got fired. Um, yep. Now, when he when Brent Musburger got fired, it was on April first of uh, nineteen ninety. And uh, the next day, I was watching TV, and this news reporter came on. He was on one of the local cable channels, and he said that. Uh, there was a report that Brent Musburger got fired and he couldn't believe it. He thought it was an April Fool's joke that, that he had. That <laughs> right. it, was, it was fired. So now, guess, guess who that reporter was that reported that on the air? And he ended up replacing Brent Musburger the following year on the NFL Today. Greg uh, Gumbel. Was that Greg Gumbel? Yeah, Greg yeah, Gumbel. Greg, How about that? Greg Gumbel actually yeah. thought it was an April Fool's joke and ended up replacing it on the air later. If you go figure that How out, that? you know. Yeah, you know, uh, craziness. When, uh, you know, Todd Todd Musburger, Brent's brother, Brent's brother was his agent, and you know, back then, everyone the the word was that Brent asked for way too much money and got very greedy and thought they're never going to fire me. I'm Brent Musburger, and back then, I remember saying to myself as a young aspiring broadcaster, nobody's ever too big. Anyone can get fired. If Brent Musburger, I re, I'll never forget this saying this. I, I said to myself, and I always remember this, if Brent Musburger can get fired, anybody can get fired. Oh, sure. You know you know who Phil Jackson agent was? Brent Musburger's uh, brother, and he got fired. That's right. Yeah, Ty <laughs> Musburger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Go finger. Yeah. You know. How about that, huh? Yeah. Hey, yeah, well, have a good night, Grant. Thanks again. Hi. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate it. Yeah, if you didn't see that, uh, it was on at 10 in the morning, on CBS, go track it down. It's one of the best 60 minutes of television that I've watched. It was great. And Brent was great on the show. He was great. He was outstanding. Good job by CBS there. I was a uh, great job until the game started. And then I had to listen to Tony Romo for three and a half hours. God, is he awful. I, I don't understand how anyone thinks that Tony Romo should be a lead analyst for a network. I mean, it's just nauseating, terrible. Really, just awful. I, I don't get it. And I I talked about this uh, yesterday with Sean Salisbury, and he agreed with me. And I've been saying this for about two years now. He has hurt Jim Nance as a play-by-play -play announcer. Nance is not nearly as good as he used to be. Nance was much better with Phil Sims than he is with Tony Romo. I, I think Romo, I have a difficult time watching the game when Tony Romo is doing it. I, I think Romo... I don't get it. And not only is he your lead analyst, he's making a million dollars a game. Like, I, I don't understand that. I really don't. And and Romo deserves the criticism that he's getting. He, he deserves the criticism that he's getting. He's just terrible. You know, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. All right. Who wants to be next? Raise your hand and I'll put you right up on the show. If you want to talk about the Kings, uh, the NFL, anything. And we say hello to Dorian. Dorian, how are you today? Hey, Graham, doing really well, man. How are, you, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Awesome, and hope everyone's having a great day, too. I didn't get a chance to really hear a lot of the, the beginning of you and Waggis' conversation, Grant, but um, I I don't really think this I, – in, in, I haven't really watched the 49ers um, besides this year in, in a pretty good amount of time, but I don't really think this game was faulted of Kyle Shanahan. I think um, – you know, obviously what happened, unfortunately, with, you know, the ball hitting one of the players and then, you know, the Chiefs recovering yep. and getting them the touchdown. Yep. Obviously, you, you you can't really control situations like that. 
you know, whether or not the guy heard or not, or, you know, whether I'm sure, um, number three, McLeod, I'm sure he called Peter, but I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that, that, you know, he, he called that, but I think, you know, when you're a kicker in the NFL, you have to do your job. And a lot of this year, I think Jake Moody, um, I, I don't know if a lot of the, I don't know if, if, I mean, I was holding my breath every time he was he wanted he was going out to hit a PAT or kick a field goal. I mean, he did really well this year, this this past yep. game besides missing that PAT. But I mean, there's been plenty of times where this year where you just kind of hold your breath when he's going yep. out to 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 make that PAT or 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 to kick that field goal. But I think Wagus mentioned something about Shanahan going deep in his playbook. I mean. You know, there were there were there were there was a there was a trick play involved. You know that led to yep. a McCaffrey touchdown. Yep. So I don't really yep. agree with that either. But you know, nonetheless, I think Purdy was poised, and I don't think a lot of people are talking as much that the Niners have to punch in and get a touchdown that very last drive where they got a field goal. I mean, you're That's rolling, right. you're moving, yep. you're doing well. Yep. You, you and you know you got to punch it in. You, you know that that will close you the game. And also, no I think. The Niners also went three and out like three or four straight drives. I mean, your defense. Well, the one that killed them. The one that killed them was the three and out after the Mahomes interception. You got to get three points on that drive. That was a absolute devastating sequence for the 49ers. Devastating. Yeah, totally. But nonetheless, if you're Jake, you got to make that PAT. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't care who you are. Like, no, you got to. You can't have it blocked. You got to elevate that ball. There's no way in the world that you can allow a defender to get their hand on a ball on a point after. I mean. You know, the, the ball was not elevated enough. That's a that's a mistake by the kicker. Yeah, I give credit to the Chiefs for blocking it, but the bottom line is that can't happen. Can't happen. Yeah, of course, because, I mean, you make that PAT, you, now you force the Chiefs to go get a touchdown, and they got a field goal. Yep. Changes that, the whole game. High game. Changes the whole game. Yep. Yeah. Nonetheless, Grant, what do you think about tonight? You think the Kings are going to pull it off and beat the Suns, or, or how, do you, how do you feel? Uh, well, I don't know which Kings team is going to show up, and I don't know which De'Aaron Fox is going to show up. So if you could Please. tell me that then I'd be able to answer. Are we going to get the A version of Fox or are we going to get the uh, De'Aaron Fox who, you know, looks like he's sleepwalking like he was on Sunday where Shea Gilgis-Alexander, you know, destroyed him. I don't know if you saw the game on Sunday, but yeah. SGA absolutely destroyed Fox. I mean, he, he he ate him up. I mean, if there's any question of who's a better point guard, uh, it was on full display on Sunday. I mean, Fox has got to play better. I mean, and if he doesn't play better tonight, the Kings will not beat the Phoenix Suns. You need an A version of Fox if the Kings are going to win this game. An A version. Yeah, totally. I agree. I mean, they got two more games left before the All-Star break. So, I mean, I hope they can split one of these, you know, go one-on-one. I hope they do they better. Because if not, they're going to be in eighth place going into the All-Star break. Yeah, totally. And with the West, obviously, how we talked about, I mean, the West is close. Every game matters with, you know, th- with close to 30 games left. I mean, it'll be a pretty tough stretch, um, you know, the, these next 30 games. But, I mean, I think the – one through four are pretty solidified, I, I feel like. Yeah, they are. Um, they are. It'll be interesting to see where the Kings land, you know, but I don't want to be – I don't want to be watching the Kings in the play-on tournament, that's for sure, because the Warriors are coming up. I mean, I mean, yep. I mean, yep. I mean, there's, there's 30 games left, but anything can happen. But the Kings, they have to control their own destiny and get these wins. I don't think the Kings are that good. I, I've been saying this all year. I mean, I think they're good, but they're not anything above good. And they are wildly inconsistent – their point differential is not good. Their defense is terrible. I mean, I don't have any confidence that the Kings are going to win a playoff series this year, assuming they make the playoffs. And, that you know, they may not. And I'll tell you what else. I mean, if they lose Sabonis, 
for any period of time, they're screwed. They, 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 they will not win games. I mean, you think about Sabonis, every night is a machine on the floor. For sure. Yeah, I remember last year after the All-Star break, we were like wondering, oh man, how are the Kings going to come out? And I think they won like 14 out of, I think they won, I think they won right. like 14 to nine. I think they were rolling. They played great, but they also got every break. Every team they sure. played had guys that were out and you know that, and they took advantage of it. And I give them credit for taking advantage of it. But here's the other difference last year. De'Aaron Fox was a much better player or I shouldn't say much better. He was a better player last year at this time than he is now. I don't know what's gotten in the Fox. He yeah. does not look like the same player to me. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on. I, I hope that he could help, you know, hopefully resolve this issue in the next couple of weeks with the All-Star break. But, I mean, if he's hurt, I think he just needs to stay out. I mean, if he, if he's hurt. But, I mean. Well, he's not on the in, he's not on the injury report. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I don't know. Some players, you know, they, they deal with things on their own, obviously. But um, I don't anticipate the Kings going 14-9 after the All-Star break. But, I mean, if they could, you know, win 10-plus games and you know, at least get to the fifth or sixth seed, I think that'd be awesome. But nonetheless. Yeah, they're going to oh. have a t- they're gonna have a tough time. They're going to have a really difficult time because New Orleans is rolling. Phoenix is playing a lot better. Dallas all of a sudden is, is you know, right there. Um, it is not going to be easy for the Kings to be a top-six seed in the West. It's going to – they are going to have to play a lot better than they've been playing. And listen, I'm well aware they went 5-2 and two on the road trip, but I don't look at the road trip anymore. I look at – you know, the last series of games and the last series of games, you know, yeah, they looked very good against Denver because they shot the ball. Well, Now Denver had played the night before. So I do take that into account, but they got manhandled by Cleveland. Okay. They got manhandled by a horrible, horrible Detroit team and they got destroyed by Oklahoma city. So I can't just erase that from my mind. There are some issues with this team and you can't ignore them. Yeah, totally. I know you like to go in five game increments. I mean, I mean, they went five and two on the road trip, and then the last five games are one and four. So it kind of defeats the purpose of going five and two on the road, you know. But yeah, you know, nonetheless, hope they win. They get to win tonight. Thanks for everything, Grant. Dorian, thank you. Appreciate it. Don't forget. Oh. Pre- this show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, switch therapist anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help com slash grant game with ryan coming up at uh, 6 30 uh jerry reynolds at halftime uh and then the post game show as the kings uh, take on the phoenix suns and then it is going on to uh, denver tomorrow you know again there's it's not like the Kings are all of a sudden going to become a different team in the next 30 games. This is who they are. Like That's not going to change. And now you lose Sasha Vizankov, I think, for the rest of the regular season. That's what I think. 
know, he's got a great three ankle sprain. He'll be reevaluated in four to six weeks. So I would just say you're going to be playing the rest of the regular season without a guy that can, you know, shoot. I thought he was starting to come on a little bit. And so now you don't have him uh, for the game tonight. Uh, Trey Lyles, uh, as of the last thing I saw, was questionable with an illness. Uh, Duarte is available. I'm not a Chris Duarte fan at all. I, I don't. I think Chris Duarte is so-so. I don't think he's anything more than a so-so player. So, yeah, you know, whether they have Duarte or not, to me, it does not matter whether they they win the game. I'm not. I'm not high on Duarte. I haven't been uh, the whole year. You know, I mean, has he had a few good games? Yeah, but you know, you're you're not going to win or lose based on Chris Duarte, in my opinion. You're going to win or lose based on uh, De'Aaron Fox. All right, Jerry. Uh, I know you're not in a good mood this week. How are you, buddy? Hey, Grant. How are you, sir? I'm okay. Thanks. Grant, uh, I'm doing okay, Grant. I just, you know what, I mean, watching that game, Grant, I mean, I knew what was happening, Grant, and I knew when the uh, Chiefs were going down the field and Patrick Mahomes, I was just sitting there on the couch, and I'm just like, oh, my God, here we go again, Grant. And, you know, the the thing that gets me, Grant, is the third quarter, three straight outs, right? You know what? Why, you know what, why not run the ball? Why? Nine straight possessions, you want to pass the ball. Why? Do what's working for you that got you to this point. You want to pass the damn ball. You know what? Give it to your best running back. Chew up some of that clock. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Why? You know what? Is you know what? I mean, I I I see Brock Purdy saying that, you know, I put this loss on me. You know what? No, it was not on you. You know what? You have a coach, you know what? He should take some responsibility for that too, Grant. I disagree with Dorian. What do you think? Well, I wouldn't have minded seeing them give the ball to McCaffrey a little bit more. I really would. But again, I'm looking at the totality of the game. The 49ers lost the game because of a fluke punt. Uh, I mean, that's fluke. And the fact that they missed an extra point. And the third thing was losing Dre Greenlaw was a huge injury to that defense. I mean, think about the difference with Travis Kelsey when Greenlaw was on the field and when he was not on the field. Big difference right there. Those are the three things. In order, the punt is number one, the extra point is number two, and Dre Greenlaw, number three. That's how I see it. If you don't miss that extra point, it changes the entire game around, and I don't even think we're talking about overtime because the 49ers win that game in regulation. Grant, do you think the way the Niners dominated that first half, do you think they should have been up more than just 10-3? Absolutely. No question about it. They should have. And I credit the Chiefs defense. Think about this. The Kansas City defense neutralized both Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Kittle did nothing in the game. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 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 All right. When's the last time we talked about a 49ers win where George Kittle did not do anything? Right. I mean, that's hard to do. That is hard to do. They completely took him out of the game, took him out of the game. Grant, that window. All right. For the Niners winning a championship, it's getting smaller and smaller. Do you think that? No, I think it's still very good. Their nucleus is together. Their nucleus is under contract. You know, I can't forecast injuries uh, any more than you can. But, no, I think they're when I look at the NFC right now, without knowing what type of free agent moves might be made i think they're still as good as any team in the nfc i really do and grant when i see that game and the chiefs you know their line grant was getting so tired you know what and i'm just like coach hanahan what are you doing you know what the guy you know what is like a deer in headlights it's like man you know what don't be afraid you know what this is 
just do what you kept doing the whole season to get you to this point. Why do you want to change things up? Why? Just do what well, you're doing. You know, I, I, you, you, know you, got, you can't coach every game the same, Jerry. I mean, the Kansas City defense was dictating a lot of the things that you saw from the 49ers offensively. I mean, think about this. The Niners were basically unable to get the ball to their, other than McCaffrey, their next two biggest playmakers in Debo Samuel and George Kittle. The Chiefs did a phenomenal job on that. And I, I got to give them credit, you know, but I, I'm with you. I would have had no problem seeing McCaffrey get yeah. six, seven, eight more touches in that stretch. I understand. Yeah, but Grant, but you said, you know, you can't coach every game like you did in the regular season. You're talking about the Super Bowl. You know what? You know, you you know, there's no coming back to it. You you got to put everything out there. You got to go out there and you try to win that game. You know what? Hey, as they say, you know what? You got a 10-3 lead, all right? Put the pedal to the muscle. Just get this stuff done. Get it done. Help. You know, first of all, 10-3 lead is not a big lead. It's a one-possession game. But I understand what you're saying. I just, again, you know, you can talk all you want about McCaffrey should have gotten the ball more, didn't get the ball more. The 49ers lost the game on a fluke play, which is a ball hitting the foot on a punt return. That's yep. fluke. Yep. They And they, the extra point changed the entire complexion of the game around. It completely changed everything around. Those are two gigantic things. And I can't blame either one of those on, on Kyle Shanahan. Uh, do, but do you think he should take some of the blame, Grant? Yeah, of course. He's the head coach. Yes, of course. Okay. A, a head coach should always take the blame. Yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. And Grant, uh, switching gears to the Kings, uh, hopefully they get a win tonight. Um, I, I, you know what, Grant? Just you know, just like your rants, Grant, for the past couple of days, which you know I haven't called you in a while. Um, I'm just you know. Go, just going through some medical issues, but uh, uh, what team do you think is going to come out tonight, Grant? I think the Kings will play well tonight, but I don't think they're going to win. Um, I, I just I don't I don't like what I'm seeing from them right now, but I do think they'll play well. But I think Phoenix is right now they're healthy, they're playing very well, they got momentum, and but I think it's going to be a very close game. And Grant, uh, one more thing about the Niners, Grant, uh, with Purdy coming out and saying that he takes the blame. On himself, uh, do you I like think that. he's do you, all right? Well, all right, um, but do you think he's right by saying that? Yeah, so he wants to be the leader of the team. I have no problem with that. A lot of quarterbacks, when they lose, take the blame. So uh, I'm fine with that. I would like to see De'Aaron Fox do that once in a while. Do you think that Brock Purdy played a pretty good game, Grant? Yeah, I do. I think he played a very good game. Uh, second year player in his first Super Bowl. Yeah, I do. I think he played a, a very good game. And unfortunately, you know, the biggest play of the game that the 49ers had was because their offensive line, you know, messed up their blocking scheme. And they, they that would have been a, a, an automatic touchdown. I mean, that's a huge, huge play in the game. Huge play when they allow, you know, Jones to come right through mm -hmm. on block. That's just you right. can't have that. Great. And then when the overtime when the overtime started and the Niners got the toss, uh, would you rather uh, give that ball to the Chiefs or would you rather take the ball? Well, okay, you got to look at what's going on in the game. The 49ers defense had just been on the field for a very long drive and they were down three defensive players. So I understand Kyle Shanahan's thinking right there. And let's face it, the 49ers drove the ball right down the field and had a play that would have scored a touchdown. But again, they missed the block and they had to settle for three. But, you know, in retrospect, Based on how long the defense had been on the field and with the injuries, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I mean, you know, you have to look at what's going on in the game 
and the 49ers defense was starting to get worn down. And I know Kyle Shanahan and the coaching staff saw the same thing that I saw. So I'm okay with taking the ball there. I mean, am I crazy about it? No, but I also have to look at what just happened. Again, the defense had just been on the field for that long, long drive at the end of the game by Kansas City. And Grant, when I'm sitting on the couch here with my wife, I told my wife, I said, babe, it's fourth and one. If the Niners make a stop here, Niners are champions. If they don't, yep. Patrick Mahomes is going to take that team down for a touchdown. Grant, I just yep. saw it. I you knew it. it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I know. All right, sir. Well, Grant, thanks for taking my call, Grant. Love your show, Grant. All right, Jerry. Appreciate it. Yeah, you kind of knew when he made that fourth down that that was it. You know, you could just see the, the whole momentum of the game had changed. The Niners defense, was, they were not able to get stops. I mean, they just couldn't do it. And, and we are talking about Patrick Mahomes here, right? I mean, the guy is one of the already, and he's still very much in the prime of his career already. You know, he's one of the, the best quarterbacks to ever play. And when it's all said and done, and again, there's a long way to go, you may very well be talking about him the same way you talk about Tom Brady and Joe Montana and some of the other greats. You got to give the guy credit, you know. Hey, don't forget pregame show with Ryan and Shotcom in a little less than one hour, 6.30. Uh, Jerry at halftime and then the postgame show, uh, the Kings and the Suns. And then uh, same routine tomorrow with uh, the Kings in the Mile High City, uh, pregame, halftime, uh, and postgame show. But, yeah, I, I get it from a 49ers fan. I get Waggis' frustration and Jerry's frustration and everyone else. I get it. I understand especially when you play that well. You know, it's not like the 49ers didn't play well. And their defense played by far the best game of the playoffs. That was not the same defense that I saw on the field against Green Bay. And it wasn't the same defense I saw on the field against Detroit. All right, let's get to uh, Zach. Hello, Zach. Hey, Grant. I'm not going to lie. As a Kings fan, I've been pretty fed up with them in the last, like, four or five weeks, specifically even Darren Fox. I don't know if Darren Fox is playing through an injury or two or if he's got, like, mental stuff with his wife, family. But it's pretty aggravating to watch him just kind of play too nonchalant over the stretch. Well, I, I don't – I'm not privy to what may be going on off the floor, so I can't comment on that. I can only comment on what's going on on the floor – and he has been way too inconsistent. That's what that that's obvious. You know it. I know it. Anybody that watches the games, particularly if you compare it to last year, it's a it's a big difference. Also, like having you hasn't been like uh, known that he hasn't really been that aggressive, like to the rim, where he hasn't been taking that much mid range. He's been like selling so much for threes and just kind of casually, you know, getting into the lane, which. I, I don't know like, if he's playing through an injury or two, like why? Well, I don't think he's he... playing through an injury. I mean, I, it's very difficult to cover up injuries in the NBA and the Kings would be risking themselves for a big penalty from the league. If they were not disclosing an injury on the injury report. So I'm going to say that he's not injured. All right. I just, my background with being around the team and being around professional sports, uh, I, I'm going to say that he's not injured. Okay. Okay. Cool. I think that's all I got. All right, thank you. And if he is injured and that comes to light, uh, the Kings are going to be, they're going to have a lot of explaining to do uh, to the league. And the reason why I say that is because of the gambling aspect. All right, I mean, that's why the league is so stringent now on disclosing injuries. All right, it's the gambling element. And that is, do not ignore that. That is a big deal, okay? 
That's why you have to disclose all this stuff. It is a big deal. It's not necessarily for the opposition. It's for the, the odds makers. It's for the gamblers. I mean, we're talking about millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. So, if, you know, if you're not disclosing injuries, you know, that, that, then you're messing with the integrity of the game. And, you know, there's no denying that. So I'm going to say that he's not injured. Okay. And, and when he plays well, like he did against Denver, nobody's talking about, gee, he's playing hurt, right? So you can't have it both ways. You know, I, I think it's more of he's just not having the year that he had last year. Still having a good year. Don't, you know, I mean, he's having a, a, a good year, but it's, he's not playing as well as he did last year. All right, again, if you want to get in on the show, uh, raise your hand. Uh, don't forget pregame coming up at 6.30 and then uh, Jerry at halftime and then the postgame show. And Jerry Reynolds, by the way, is not going to be on tomorrow at his usual 4 o'clock time. Uh, we're going to do it on Thursday so we can talk about the first half of the season, which is obviously not the half. They're way past the half point. But we'll talk about, you know, leading into the All-Star break, where the Kings are and everything else. So we're going to talk to Jerry uh, Thursday at 4 o'clock on my YouTube channel uh, if you don't like that. All right. Thanks, everyone. Really appreciate you joining us. Make it a good rest of your Tuesday. And tonight, pregame, halftime, postgame over on YouTube. Take care. Bye-bye.